You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. As I record this wonderful episode, I'm looking out at the freezing cold, snow-covered ground and buildings. And uh, I don't know why I'm mentioning that. I just wanted to let you know kind of where I do these podcasts. I do them from my home studio where I get to record them, look out the window, and talk to you about getting better with attraction, dating, meeting women. What is interesting is people still think that I'm in Los Angeles. I was there when I started TripAdvice back in 2011. And I ended up moving to Chicago in about 2015, 2016, around that time. But now I am based in Chicago. I think it's because if you look up TripAdvice on Google, it still has my old Los Angeles address, which is funny because this is not a brick and mortar. It is a virtual or online business that, of course, helps guys. And anyway, just rambling. Yes, I'm in Chicago. I was talking to a a client the other day and he said, oh, you're based in Chicago, right? It's like, well, yeah, I'm based in Chicago. But I don't really see it that way because I work with guys all over the world. I mean, I've worked with guys and I should probably sit down and actually count the countries. It'd be more interesting if I had a number for you. But all over the world, every continent I've worked with guys on, except for Antarctica. But one day, I know I'll have my Antarctican client. But I've worked with guys all over. So I don't see it as a Chicago-based business. I just see it as a business where, yes, I live in Chicago, but I'm there for everyone through the internet as I'm talking to you. And I know that this podcast has reached over 170 different countries. And I just think that's so cool. And I just thought I'd mention it. Anywho, we are four episodes away from episode 500 here on the podcast. So exciting. Can't believe we actually got to 500 episodes. But I guess when you're doing three episodes a week, we get there. Very exciting. And excited to talk about today's episode, Ninja Hacks to Build More Traction. And what this is, is... And and I do apologize, but I don't think anyone's going to notice. And I don't even know if this is... What I'm about to to say is true. But I, I got this this little episode here from a old program that I had, kind of like my Hooked program now, but it was an older version of it where I think the Hooked program is much better because it's more simple and gets guys better results. But an old program that I had for just a little while called The Date Machine. Actually, if you have Hooked, you'll see inside of Hooked, there's a module called The Date Machine. This is unrelated. Uh, The Date Machine that's inside of Hooked is just a little mini course that teaches you how to go out and approach. And the date machine, the old date machine program is one that is kind of like like Hooked where it taught you everything about attraction and meeting women. Anyway, inside of this program, there was a bonus module called Other Methods of Attraction. And there were pretty cool stuff where I talk about social proof, the law of reciprocity. I talk about... NLP techniques that you can use to get her more attracted to you, different methods of building rapport. Now, the reason why I apologized a second ago is because it is possible, because there's 500 episodes, that this is on an older episode. Because I do do that from time to time as I go into older programs of mine that are no longer out there. And I take them and I go, this is too good. I, I want this to get out there. So I put it on the podcast. Is it possible that it's on an older episode? 
It very much is. But I'm pretty good at knowing if I've used it before. And I really don't think I did. So if I did, you know what? Doesn't matter. You probably won't know anyways, just because there's so many episodes. But even if it is, it's good to repeat and hear things again so you can relearn them, which makes you learn them better. Or maybe I'm saying all this for no reason at all because this is the very first time it's been on here. Anyways, I love the content so much that it had to be on here. And that's what this episode is all about. It's an extracted audio from the program talking about some really cool NLP. I like to call them ninja hacks, ninja, and the fact that they're stealth. No one knows that you're doing them. And it's really cool because it helps you build attraction in a way that uh, that really works and is really kind of undercover. And I like that. And I think you're going to get a lot from it. So that's what we're talking about on today's episode. If you're interested in getting my Hooked program, by the way, just go to getherhooked.com. That is my main course, where if you don't want to go through all 500 episodes of my podcast and you just want a beginning to end, just clean cut, simple material, teaching you A to Z what to do in terms of meeting and attracting women, teaching you my full TED system, teaching you female psychology, teaching you how to be your most attractive self, go to getherhook.com. That's where the program is. Go to the order page and I want you to scroll down. You'll see about 20 different testimonials. That's just proof that this stuff works if you actually use it. And of course, I want you to use it. I want you to go through the program. It is kind of sad that some people... I don't have the exact stats on this, but I've heard from others, people who sell information products, that there's a percentage of people who will buy and never open it. I don't have the stats on mine. I'm sure that there is a percentage of guys who have gotten hooked and never went through it once. Shame on you. I know it's uh, sometimes an emotional purchase. We buy things and we feel good. Like You know how many books I've bought or I still haven't read them yet? I mean, eventually I get to them, but it just feels good to buy that book. You're like, ah, there's the information. And then you just don't get to it. But I urge you, if you get the Hooked program, go through it. It's going to help. You're going to see a lot of changes in your dating life if you use the material. Okay, now, why don't we dive into it? Here is my audio from my old program talking about some ninja hacks to build more attraction. Check it out. Get your pen ready. If you still use those, take some notes. Here it is. Okay, other methods of, of attraction, other methods of attracting people into your life. So we've gone over some of the uh, more uh, you know, obvious methods of attraction, but here there's some kind of like secret cool ninja type stuff that you could do to get people to like you that I've used over the years. Uh, totally ethical, nothing wrong with it, nothing manipulative, uh, totally okay, great stuff. Uh, But it's just stuff that most people don't use and don't know about. And I wanted to give you some of those methods here so you can get more people to like you and even use it in your interactions with women that you talk to. Okay. So let's talk about social proof. This might be a method that you have heard about before. It is super powerful social proof. Okay. Social proof is basically when women see you with other women. That's what we're talking about here. Okay, so it's that you've already kind of be you've already been pre-chosen, right? So when a woman sees that you've been chosen by another woman and she sees you with other women, she's going to expect that all the things that she wants in a man, or at least all the um, default qualities like confidence, 
and things like that are stuff that you already have because she sees that other women, other attractive women or quality women are around you. So that is why social proof is so powerful. Uh, Social proof, you know, in a definition, isn't just about when women see with other women. That's just how we're going to use it here. But social proof is also powerful in a lot of other ways. You know, basically, whenever someone hears about maybe like a popular TV show, they're going to give it, they're going to give it a shot. They're going to watch it, right? They've heard, like, for example, I heard about Breaking Bad for so long when I first watched it, I didn't really care about it. But then every single person said they loved it and they watched it and they watched it and they love it. So finally, I checked it out and I watched it. And of course, it was awesome, right? But that's what social proof is. You see that other people are doing it, so you do it too, right? That's where the saying comes from. Well, if everyone jumped off a bridge, would you go do it too, right? So social proof is very powerful in that way that we kind of almost secretly trust other people to make decisions for us. And when they do, we assume that they're correct, okay? So that's what social proof is. So how do you build social proof? How do you use it? How are you going to actually use this for your advantage to get more women attracted to you? Well, here's what you do. You bring women out with you. So now that you've been hopefully going out a lot more, you've been getting numbers, you've been uh, attracting more women, what you can do is invite them to go out with you, you know, friend zone them and have them come with you out to the bars or out to parties or events or wherever, you know, have them be around you. So the women that you then end up meeting will see you with those women. And again, it's very powerful stuff. Okay. And approach immediately. Okay. So what I want you to do is even though you're bringing out girls to meet other girls, that's okay. You know, don't take one girl, take a few girls, but let them know. I mean, well, they should know because you're friend zoning them. So you'll be talking to other girls while you go out. But if you approach other girls immediately, when you bring your other girls out with you, uh, then girls at the bar won't necessarily think that you're um, that you're taken, right? They might think that that's your girlfriend or you know something like that. You don't want them to think that. Approach immediately and then introduce the old girls to the new girls, okay? Some girls will just be your wing women and they'll love to do that. So if you can even just friend zone, like a really cute girl, you know, maybe it's a girl that you just didn't really hit it off with, but you guys would make good friends, bring her out with you, then approach other girls and then introduce everyone. So it's going to show that you're, uh, you're chosen by the other girl, by the old girls. Okay. And then you start flirting with the new girls and it's so easy to get their number. Okay. So that's social proof. Let's talk about NLP techniques for rapport. So rapport is like building a connection with someone, right? Building trust with somebody. And these are techniques for rapport, specifically neuro-linguistic programming. You can look that up online. There's a lot of stuff on NLP. Uh, I'm just going to give you a few stuff that I learned that I've put into practice and that work very well for me. Okay, so some NLP techniques to build rapport. So this is separate. We're, We're moving along uh, past social proof. And this is other another method of attraction that you can use to get people to like you, trust you, and feel connected to you. Okay. So like I said, strategies for building trust. There's parroting. So parroting is when you're going to actually repeat what a person says word for word, like a parrot, right? A parrot is going to 
you know, repeat after you. So that is what you're going to do with the people that you meet. You're going to repeat after them. So how do you do that? Very simple. When they say something maybe about themselves, just repeat it. Don't do it too much. Only do it a couple times within conversation, but you repeat it. So, you know, if a, for example, um, you're talking to a girl and she says, oh, you know what? I just love to go hiking. Okay. You're going to say, oh, really? You just love to go hiking. Yeah. So you're just kind of repeating it like that. Like, oh, you love to go hiking. That's parroting. It shows that you're listening, shows that you understand what they're saying. It shows that you're, you care about what they're saying. And then that will build rapport. That's what parroting does, right? You're going to be saying all these different phrases that they're saying. But try to do it only minimal because if you do too much, then you're just going to come off as a jackass because it's going to sound like you're trying to um, mimic them sarcastically. So only do it a few times. Mirroring. Mirroring is used in body language. So what mirroring is, is when you're basically, imagine you're in front of a mirror, right? If you move your left hand, you're going to see your your left hand move. But if that was another person, it would be their right hand. So you treat it, when you're talking to a person, you treat it like you're looking in a mirror. So any kind of body language that they display, mirror it. Don't copy it because if you copy what their right hand is doing to them, it's going to be uh, your left hand. Okay? So you got to make it like a mirror. That's how you're going to mimic their body language. And it subconsciously tells them that you guys are starting to form a connection because their body language is going to be like yours. So they're going to feel similar to you, which makes them like you and trust you. It's very powerful stuff. It seems kind of wacky, but it actually works, okay? So imagine putting all this together. You're parroting, you're mirroring, okay? It's almost like you're copying them, sort of, in this weird way, but it's so subtle that they, they'll never notice. And then there's touching. So if you could touch the person you're talking to, right? So like we talked about how powerful touch is. Lots of studies have been done that have shown that when you touch someone like lightly on the elbow or the forearm, or their wrist or the hand, just for a split second when you're talking to them, like you're saying something, you kind of touch their arm for a second. Even if it's a guy, they're going to be more uh, inclined to trust you and feel connected to you. Because touch, that's what touch is, right? When we were really, really young, when we were babies, what was happening all around us? Our parents were touching us. Our mother was touching us, right? They were holding us. And that's a form of love. So when you do that to someone, they're almost feeling loved. And that's why it works and builds rapport very, very well. Pacing. Pacing is basically mimicking. So we're going back to this kind of idea of mimicking their energy levels. So if you're talking to someone who's got high energy, you want to be high energy. If you're talking to someone who's got kind of lower energy, you want to be lower energy. So like I said earlier in one of the modules, Remember, you go in with a little bit of a higher energy, which is still true when you first initially approach them, and then you bring your energy down to match or up to match theirs. That's called pacing. Okay, you're going at their pace. So if you can combine parroting, mirroring, 
with some touching and pacing, you can gain rapport with someone very quickly. Highly suggest it. Be careful with it. It's powerful. You can use it for for wrongdoing, which I hope you don't do. Uh, Hopefully, we're just doing it to get people attracted to you and to like you since you're an awesome person. Here's some other techniques for rapport. These are ones that I've actually discovered um, on my own that have just worked over the years. Stuff that you know has just worked just really well whenever I'm meeting someone new. Okay, stuff that I found gets people to trust me very quickly. I've actually, on many occasions, even in the past, I used to hear people say to me, like, wow, I just feel like I can tell you anything. Right? That's what they're saying to me. Like, wow, I, they, they feel, I've had people tell me their deepest, darkest secret within minutes. Okay. And I don't say that to impress you. I'm just saying that to impress upon you that I've used certain techniques for rapport that I didn't realize I was using. And I'm going to teach you them. So you can use that stuff and get people to like you and tell you their deepest, darkest secrets within minutes of meeting them. Okay, so paraphrasing. This is something that I found. It's kind of like parroting, but it's a little different. It's a little more, um, I'd say it's actually a more intense version of, of, of parroting, okay? It's basically you're paraphrasing or summarizing, in layman's terms, I guess, uh, what someone is saying to you. So if someone tells you a story and you can sort of repeat it back to them, again, just on a more intense level, they're going to be like, wow, this person gets me, right? That's what you want to get to. You want to get to the point where this this person, this guy, this girl is just like, wow, they get me, right? So maybe someone tells a crazy story about a time, um, you know, they were, you know, running a marathon and it was really difficult, but they, but they made it through, you know, you can say something like, wow. So let me just get this straight. You ran a marathon, which is what? 26 miles, which I think that's 26 miles. I'm not really sure. Um, but you ran a marathon. It was like 26 miles and you ended up like almost totally crashing. And then you, you, you totally finished it. Is that right? And they're like, yeah, it was crazy. And paraphrasing you do only a couple times too. But if you can do that, that just shows someone like, wow, this guy cares. This guy's listening. Okay. Now, hopefully it's real, right? So here, paraphrasing is basically showing interest. And by the way, there's other things you can do to show interest. Now I put in parentheses, hopefully real, because I don't want you to just fake this. I'm not trying to teach you how to be some machine who's using all these weird techniques and getting people to like you. And it's totally inauthentic. Okay. That's just wrong and creepy and strange. Instead, show interest and paraphrase and the things that you really think are cool, they are really interesting. And I mean, at the end of the day, when you show interest on the things that they talk about and you paraphrase on the stuff that you think is interesting and you really believe it, it's going to come off more authentic and they're going to notice that. So beyond the fact that I, I believe it's the right thing to do, they're just going to notice it. They're going to be able to, to be able to tell that you're really serious, right? But show interest in them and ask, all those deeper questions that we talked about in the past modules. If you show interest for someone, they're going to feel cared for, and then they're going to feel connected to you. Non-judgment. We've talked about this too. This is one of the principles of seduction. Well, this is also a really important thing to understand when it comes to rapport and building rapport and building a connection with someone. The second you judge them, 
for anything that they say to you or question them in like a weird way where you're like your body language is kind of off put and you're, you know, questioning them and you're, and that's a look of judgment. Then they're not going to feel connected to you. They're not going to want to share more with you. One of the ways I've been able to get people to share their deepest, darkest secrets is because I don't show any judgment. Even when they say something they did wrong or bad, I never condone them. For, um, yeah, I don't, I don't condemn them for that. Okay. I just kind of, you know, I just react like I think it's interesting. And maybe I have my personal judgments, but I just hold them to myself. And that has been shown to get people to really open up to me. Because think about it. Wouldn't you feel more comfortable sharing some of your secrets and some of your things? I mean, if you knew the person was trustworthy. But at the end of the day, even with that aside, you would feel more comfortable telling someone something of a secret of you if they weren't judging you, if they weren't going to say that you're a, you're a bad person for doing whatever you've done or you're, or you're wrong for thinking the way you think. So that's why non-judgment is very powerful and it's a really great technique for rapport. And then there's the we bubble, right? I want you to create the we bubble with the person that you talk to. Like it's you guys versus the world. You know what I mean? So maybe you can be like, Maybe you guys are drinking beer and you look around you and everyone else is drinking wine and you're like, look at us. Look how cool we are drinking our beers. Everyone else is drinking wine, right? You're just kind of teasing a little bit, but you're just finding any kind of way to create this we, like it's you two, like you're saying things about what you guys are doing and and how you guys are awesome versus just standing separate from them and talking about yourself or talking about the other person, right? So create that we bubble. Building a social circle. So let's move on to some other really cool stuff that belongs in this bonus module about how to track your perfect 10. Um, More about building a social circle and why it's going to help you. So what's a social circle? It's a group of friends. It's a fancy little term for a group of friends. Maybe you already have a social circle. Maybe you don't have a social circle. Maybe you do have a social circle and you want a new one. People in your social circle are people you can call up to see in a moment's notice. So that will help you to find who's in your social circle. Like it's someone who you can call up and it wouldn't be weird. Like, if someone thinks it's kind of weird that you're calling them up, that person really isn't in your inner social circle. Maybe they're like kind of the, on the outside, but you want to, you would ideally like to have a nice group of friends. And I'll tell you why it's good to have a good social circle. Uh, but you want a group of friends with people that you can call up and just see and just hang out with. Okay. And then, of course, it does extend. It's your friends of friends of friends. Okay. That's kind of your outer social circle. So it's your friends, friends, and your friends, friends, friends. And what I want you to do, if you so choose, is to build a social circle that's really tight where you're close with a lot of different people, okay? So how do you do it? Very simple. Friend zoning. So with guys, obviously, that's pretty easy. Um, You know, you just become buddies with guys that you meet out. Anyone that you meet, um, I ideally would rather you approach more girls so you can get better at that and then meet 
guy friends through those girls. But when I say friend zoning, I really mean try to friend zone as many girls as you can to build a social circle of women. Number collecting. It's going to be a little bit of a numbers game. Step two is collecting numbers from all the different girls that you meet. And then create frequent events. Frequent is underlined because if you don't create frequent events, it's going to be hard to create the social circle and create this big group of friends because everyone's going to forget each other. So it's up to you to create events, going out to bars, happy hours, inviting people out, um, you know, finding some activity, finding something on Groupon.com, finding any kind of um, event going on and invite people out. Okay. Or create something on your own. If you have a cool apartment, you have a big place, invite people over for like a game night, right? Invite people over to just hang out. Step four, enjoy. That's pretty much it. Collect the numbers and then start creating events and inviting people out. So, what are the benefits? Why should you even do this? What's the point? Well, more friends, which when people have more friends in their life, especially quality friends, which is a little redundant. Hopefully, people who you are friends with are quality. Why else would you be friends with them, right? But more friends, and uh, it's shown that people have been happier when you have people around you. More connections, right? So if you have more people that you're connected to, that can help in all kinds of ways. Maybe that can help you get a deal on a car, they can help you get into a, a bar somewhere. You know, they can help you get a job down the line. I mean, who knows? But the more people you're connected to, the more people you know, the more opportunities are available to you. It gives you super warm approaches. So now we've been talking a lot about like going up to girls at a bar during a, during a casual approach, something like that. And those are cold approaches because you don't know those girls. But now you get super warm approaches, right? Because you're going to have the girls bring their friends out when you create events and you're going to have friends of friends and friends there. And then there's super warm approaches. Why? Because you already know their friends. So you're already in, there's already social proof, which it's actually even, it's even way more intense than social proof because social proof is like when a woman sees another strange, stranger woman with you, but then this is like, she sees her friends that are friends with you. So they, there's already like pre-rapport already built. Okay. And you get lots of options, lots of options, lots of options in, in meeting all different kinds of women. And it's easier to meet more women instead of going out and having to do cold approaches all the time, which there's nothing wrong with. But if you want to, you know, make it a little bit easier on yourself. After you get really good at cold approaching, start building a social circle to have more options. Less cold approaches, like I said. You become the go-to guy. You feel powerful. You feel wanted, desired. How awesome would that feel? You become the go-to guy. People go to you for suggestions on stuff because they see that you're the guy who's putting on events all the time. You have all these friends. Everyone's coming to you. That's what happened to me. People started to come to me for advice. They saw everything I was creating in my life and guys started to ask how I was doing it. That's how Trip Advice was born. Because I started giving advice to people on how to meet more women and how to be popular within their social circle. 
So you become that guy. And let me tell you something, it's easier than you think. Most people don't do this because they're lazy. And a lot of people don't know that they can do it. And now you do know. So trust me, it's a lot easier than you think. It's really cool. More sex, obviously. More options that you have, more girls that you meet, more sex that you get. And social proof, right? Like we talked about earlier. The social proof is already there, but even on a more powerful level. Okay, there are rules of a social circle. I want to warn you. I want to give you some some guidelines in terms of how this stuff works because if you don't follow the rules, then you'll mess it up. And I don't want you to mess it up. Don't hook up with direct friends of friends. Okay, This is going to cause drama in the group and then people are going to start to not like you and then people are going to be teasing you behind your back and um, the social circle might start to break up. Okay. So try not to hook up with like, it's okay if you do it once, but like if you meet this one girl and you friend zone her, and then you directly hook up with like two of her best friends, that will cause drama. Now, if you hook up with, let's say, um, a friend, one of your friend's friends, and then there was like another girl whose friend's friend comes and you hook up with her, that those are very disconnected people. So that's okay. But in your very, very tight, super tight inner social circle, be careful with hooking up with too many girls. And if you know, you're like, well, it's not the point, um, it's not the point because it gets you in trouble. And trust me, you'll find out when you do it. <laughs> and I want you to find out because it's just not fun. Trust me, I'm saying this from experience. Introduce people constantly. That's the rule of building a social circle. You don't keep it all to yourself. Instead, introduce people. When you're in a group of people, when you have an event that you bring everyone out to, like I said, you create an event at like a bar or a happy hour, and then you text all those people that you met out and get them together, introduce them all together, introduce everybody, connect people. People will thank you for hooking them up, whether it be a single guy and a single girl, whether it be maybe you hook someone up with a, with a job opportunity. You know, you're, if you make other people connections, they will be indebted to you. Okay, they're gonna, it's gonna be great and it's gonna come back to you in a good way. Okay, introduce people. That's how you create a social circle. That's how you make bonds. Never discriminate. Okay, never discriminate. Of course, I mean that on, on multiple levels. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, very liberal. Um, I believe that, you know, it's okay to be gay and, you know, you're not, I don't stereotype, I don't see color black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. I think everyone is equal. Um, You should do the same, okay? Don't just create one group of solely one race. You know, don't just create a bunch of friends that are just girls. Get men involved. Get a bunch of races together. Get everyone together. You never know what can come of getting a group of people together. So don't discriminate. It's not going to do anything but hurt you. It's just going to limit what you can get out of this world, okay? So let's talk about the rule of reciprocity. This is something separate. We're on to a new topic here. The rule of reciprocity is something so powerful that I want to teach you that you can use once you have a social circle. So now that you have a social circle, what you can do is use reciprocity, okay? Which you're already sort of doing because you're creating events and you're introducing people, but let's take it to the next level. So reciprocity, 
is people are inclined to do for you if you've done for them. So reciprocity and social proof, for that matter, um, there are terms that I've got from this book called Influence by Robert Cialdini. I suggest you read it. Uh, It's an amazing book. It's going to teach you all these different ways to... um, It's basically a book about persuasion. And you can use it for social benefits, for business benefits, for marketing benefits, all kinds of stuff. Um, This is one of my favorites because I've seen it work very well and I've used it before in only good ways. I'm not using it just to take advantage of people. Of course, with reciprocity, it's almost impossible to take advantage of people because that's not the definition of it. Uh, But anyways, people are going to be inclined to do for you if you've done for them. So if you do something good for someone, if you do something for someone, not expecting something, by the way, I know it's kind of strange where I'm like, you should do this because it can help you out, but I don't want you to go into doing things for other people expecting. You don't expect them to do for you, but just know that it will come. It will happen. If you do for other people, people would do for you. Okay, so how can you use it? Again, introduce your friends to girls. Introduce your guy friends to girls. They will thank you for it. Okay, show someone a good time. Just maybe invite a few people in your social circle out and invite them to somewhere cool that you know about. You know, pay for dinner one night. Yeah, it might be expensive, but, you know, take three of your friends out and pay for dinner and just say, you know what? You guys are awesome. I just wanted to do this for you. Now, here's the thing. You don't want to do this too much or do the same type of reciprocity move, so to speak, too much, uh, because then people might start to use you. You do these things sporadically. Um, If anything, you do it like one time, one to two times max for every person you meet. Do something good for them. Show them a good time. Introduce them to a friend. Give them a random gift. Like I said, take them out to dinner. You know, maybe you're going to be walking down the street one day when you're traveling in Japan and you're going to see something really cool and you're going to think of your friend Eric or your friend Stephanie and be like, wow, they would really like this little thing. You know, what's it going to do? It cost you a couple bucks to get something off the, off the street that's a cool little souvenir and bring it back to your friend. Just a nice thing to do. What happens? What's the point? Karma and extended opportunities. Karma means things will come back to you. But in this sense, you're doing something good. So it's going to be good karma, right? And extended opportunities. So once you do something good for someone, you never know what could happen from that. You know, they could mention you again. You know, they can mention you uh, to their bosses when they're looking to hire someone new. They're going to mention you to another girl that, you know, might. They might end up hooking up with this one girl who's going to be your perfect 10. Anything could happen. And at the end of the day, beyond being able to get something, you know, I, I don't really just want to teach you to, to do stuff for people expecting something back, but it's going to make you feel good. At the end of the day, doing good things for other people, it's going to make you feel good. You're just going to feel good doing it, which is going to make you happier and it's going to give you a better life.